Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. I need to warn you right away, which means I can kill two birds with one stone. The reason we haven't had an episode for a while is because I kept losing my voice. I have a chest infection. So if you hear me struggling during this next hour or so, you will know what the hell is going on. But I shall do my best to not allow that to happen. But, you know, somebody sent me a message telling me that I should die because I didn't do the podcast. Please always know that the podcast is on my schedule every single week. But as I've said time and time again, I don't want to bore you because that's not why you tune into these things. Like, I get to control my podcast very, very nicely. So when things get a little bit too much on my business end, it's unfortunately one of the first things I can go, okay, well, I can move that to one side, especially when I have a bunch of videos to do and those videos have actually taken my voice out of the game. But look, I do apologize. Know that I always do enjoy doing this and you're all lovely, lovely people. And I hope you're doing far better than I've been doing the last 10 days. I tell you too, I don't know whether everybody is paying attention to UK news, but... I mean, I was convinced I had COVID, absolutely terrified, did test after test after test, did lateral flow, did PCRs, they're all negative. And then I read this story about this horrible cold that's going around that has the same symptoms as COVID. So I'm like, okay, well, I've clearly got that. Uh, I still did my best to try and stay away from people. But honestly, I think I did about 12 tests in the end, which you can say is excessive and you would be 100% correct. It kind of works because a lot of big stuff has happened over the last few days in professional wrestling. The biggest... Well, I'm sure there's other things we need to talk about. But Hangman Page returned on AEW Dynamite last night in the uh, casino ladder match. He was the Joker. And I just thought it was absolutely perfect. And I mean that word too. I thought it was perfect because there was so much speculation beforehand. Maybe it's this guy. Maybe it's that guy. You know, who the hell knows what direction we're going to go in. But ultimately, Hangman Adam Page coming back after a three-month absence to become the number one contender and try and get his revenge on Kenny Omega, especially given what happened three months or so ago, it's just the kind of storytelling that I need in my life. I think it's wonderful. And I, 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 there are other people you could have thrown into that mix. Maybe this means we're not going back to Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega as soon as we would have hoped. But we're going to get there eventually. There's no rush. I think the key with Brian Danielson for me is he should have come in and had a massive match straight away. Because the more you see him wrestling in AEW, the more it is just Daniel Bryan wrestling in AEW, right? And it's the same with CM Punk and so on and so forth. So the fact that we did do that kind of now gives you free reign to do whatever you want. And absolutely, when we get to full gear... I would do Kenny versus Hangman Adam Page. And given that Adam Page has lost and lost and lost and had to fight his way back, fight his way back, he should become the new champion. He just should. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You can have Kenny Omega and CM Punk fighting over the uh, fighting over the fact that there's no championship. And then you can do it again when one of them does have the title potentially. There are loads of different options. But given that we have invested so much time and so much story into the Cowboy, and that as the fans last night showed, they want this, right? They want to see this. Even with the John Moxleys, who he got booed, but he didn't. They just didn't want him to win over Hangman. But even with the John Moxleys, the Punks, the Bryans, the Adam Coles... It's irrelevant. People have invested in Hangman, and that's not going to change. And I think that's a real, well, pat on the back for how well AEW has booked him and the fact they've stuck to the plan. Because I I feel like this is a trust situation building. 
And now that we have stuck to the plan, people can be like, okay, well, we can get behind Hangman because we know we're going to get it. And I hate comparing the companies, but I understand where the distrust came from. You know, it's not going to be a Rusev situation where Rusev Day isn't allowed to get anywhere. It's not going to be a Rey Mysterio situation where he's champion, but he doesn't give, give it anything. Uh, it's not going to be Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 27, 6, 8, whatever the hell it was when he gets lost in 18 seconds, which nobody wanted. Hangman Adam Page will win the championship, and I bet he holds it for a hell of a long time. And it's kind of cool, too, because our last, obviously, uh, face champion was John Moxley. So we've kind of gone heel, face, heel, and this will be face. And then you can start sort of switching it around. You could do Adam Cole versus Hangman Adam Page in a championship feud. You could do MJF. You could do... I oh, mean, there's a bunch of guys. I'm not going to sit here and try and think of them because I'll miss someone. But yeah, I thought it was great. I saw some people saying, oh, I didn't really like that ladder match. I don't know. I mean, maybe I look at it differently from other people. Maybe I am too positive. You're right. I thought it was absolutely tremendous. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought it was absolutely... It was so much fun. I thought some of the bumps we were seeing was ludicrous. <laughs> absolutely ludicrous. But... Yeah, to finish with that, well, I just thought it was... I thought it was cool all around. Obviously, we built everything between Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy. We did Andrade and Pack. Pack, my word, I hope he's okay. So, yeah, really good stuff. And I love the opener, too, which I will talk about more in depth in one second. But to even have... Because, obviously, it was the two-year anniversary of Dynamite, which also blew my mind. I was like, how the hell have we gotten here? Where did 24 months go? That scares the absolute shit out of me. But to have Brian Danielson teaming up with Christian and the Lucha Express... The Lucha Express, the Jurassic Express to take on Adam Cole, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Imagine I told you that back in 2018 or 2017, whatever the hell you want to talk about. You would have thought I was crazy and rightfully so. That doesn't make any sense. When I said AEW, be like, excuse me? <laughs> you know, what, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? It, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So the fact that we've got it, I think it's so easy to sometimes forget that, which is why I was, I was baffled that people, I didn't think that ladder match was very good. I kind of think you've missed the overall feel here. Not that you can't be constructively critical. Of course you can. Hey, man, you can crap all over wrestling if you want. It's completely up to you. But I do kind of feel like it's missing the point a little bit, which ties into the fact that, yes, towards the end of the match, uh, the Kenny Omega and the Bucks and Adam Cole were going to do some kind of powerbomb. I didn't even know what they were going for, but it absolutely went bad. And I couldn't believe it that when I, because uh, I, I went to bed last night because my cold, I watched AEW in the morning. Usually I stay up. I couldn't believe that the most, well, the, a lot, not the most, that's not fair. It was a minority, but there were some uh, replies sent to me at Twitter, Simon316, come and give me a follow, saying, oh, the power on the power, I'm unbelievable, unbelievable. I said, man, we've got to stop this. We've got to, st if a match is a botch fest, go nuts, man. Take your shots, laugh about it, roll your eyes, like Undertaker versus Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. But one foible in a match that was effortless fun, I really do think that, again, we're just going down the wrong path. And also, wrestling is so hard. It's so difficult. The fact that all of these guys are able to do what they do, I don't even understand. I don't even understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's absolutely... I don't know. I, don't, I just... I can't stand focusing on the negatives that too much. I mean, maybe other negatives. Maybe you didn't like the fact it was a spot fest, right? Maybe you wanted more selling. Maybe you wanted this guy to do that or that guy to do this. Totally fine. But to go that match was ruined because a human being made a mistake? Nah, man. It, 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 that's got to be put out to pasture. Otherwise, and this is the equivalent of you, again, you doing data entry and you've got to put one to ten in a, in a spreadsheet. And when you get to ten, you accidentally write nine and somebody pops their head to the window and goes, oh, you loser. You piece of crap. You don't know what you're doing. Boo, boo, and so on and so forth. But no, I loved all of that. I love Crazy Arn Anderson. No idea what's going on. That guy, he's off his rocker. <laughs> proper, proper potty stuff. Uh, I thought Sammy Guevara versus Bobby Fish was good. Bobby Fish signs for AEW. I think that's a really good hire. That's a Dean Malenko hire, as far as I'm concerned. Bobby Fish has so much experience and so much 
sort of wrestling acumen that teaming him up with younger guys is only going to improve the younger guys. And while that will happen with people like Brian Danielson and CM Punk, I think you can get round to them. Uh, well, not as much as you will be able to do with Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish can be overused to the point that it's fine. In fact, that should be his role. So I enjoyed that. Happy CM Punk is just one of the best things ever. Puts a smile on my face. And of course, we're going to get Danny Garcia versus CM Punk at the weekend, which is pretty cool. Again, not something I ever thought that we would see. I'm only just getting used to it, Danny Garcia. And now he's fighting uh, And now he's fighting CM Punk, which I think will be good. Darby Allen kind of stole the show. We had a lot of Darby Allen building up to his match with MJF next week. I thought the sit-down interview with Jim Ross was awesome. As I said on ups and downs on What Culture Wrestling, check it out. Please give us a subscribe. It really did. I mean, not, I, don't, I think the Mankind one was a lot better because we were trying to do more with Mick Foley then to get across that character. But I like the little elements it did add to Darby Allen's persona like why does he paint his face you know why does he kind of come across like a bit of a well a stoner dude and now we know it's because he went through this tragic thing it just gives him that sympathy you need as a baby face although to be completely honest did he need it no he's over like crazy and then he has that match with Nick Comoroto decent we get Sting to do the no style of the QT Marshall Cutter I always enjoy it and then yeah later on the pinnacle just jump him and absolutely flub this guy up I mean honestly it was it was so bad in the way that it was meant to be. I thought it was a really, really good, a really, really effective angle. So I'm intrigued to see what we do with that because Maxwell Jacob Friedman shouldn't be losing, I don't think. I think we should somehow protect him until we can have a world title shot and then crown him. But Darby Allen obviously lost to CM Punk recently. So I think there's something to this. I think there's something that I'm not seeing. And that makes me really intrigued and, and excited about it. If you want to talk about low points, yes, I think the Ricky Starks, Brian Cage thing has probably run its course. We need to do that match. But... I've already had one person tweet me going, you didn't give it a down. Yes, because I know the reason it's been delayed is because of injuries. Like, how much of a, a schmerl do you have to be to go, oh, I can't believe you got injured? Like, sometimes you've got to give people the benefit of the doubt. And someone's got injured the back. But yes, we should do it sooner rather than later and move that on to where it needs to go. And I really like Team Taz. There's just something about them. I like the time and effort that w, uh, AEW's put into groups. And I would like WWE to do the same. That's why I got excited when the Hurt Business got back together and then Shelton and Cedric lose almost instantly. Sheila versus Serena D was one of my favorite things on the show. I thought it was a fantastic match. And I liked that, again, AEW's built up the faith again. So the fact that Serena Deeb didn't get her happy thing is fine. Because uh, Sorry, um, she didn't get her happy thing is fine because we've had lots of happy things. So now you can move away from the happy things. And we announced the fact that we have the TBS Championship, which is going to be the women's equivalent of the TNT title. Once again, fantastic stuff. Somebody, again, on my Twitter was like, I can't believe they keep calling it after TV uh, networks. Yeah, why would you want a good relationship with your TV network? What a terrible idea. That never killed a company, did it? Falling out with your television network. Um, and then the the tease of Leo Rush teaming up with Dante Martin after Malachi Black had basically shot him in the face. Well, not shot him in the face, that would be Arn Anderson, but murdered him, basically, and then vanished. I think that would be good. I like the idea of Leo Rush and Dante Martin together. I don't know why. I think it's because they're like polar opposites. But Leo Rush is very good at that. I know that Leo Rush, is, he's been through a lot, but if we're just talking about pure wrestling, yeah, I thought uh, I thought there was something there. So yeah, just I thought a really fantastic episode of AEW Dynamite that takes us through to you know whatever's going to happen at Full Gear. I would imagine our main event, like I say, will be Kenny Omega versus uh, Hangman Adam Page, and I'm looking forward to it because I maybe we may be wrong. There may be something uh, that we're not seeing at the moment, and I think that's the cool thing about AEW is I'm always intrigued to see where it's uh, where it's going to go. Although with that said, you know, given that we haven't talked about the WWE draft, I will also point out that there was. Um, no, I don't like the way that WWE does the draft. That's, I think they can have much more fun with it, especially because, you know, it's not real. <laughs> 
Uh, and they try and do it like it's a sport, which I totally get, especially when they're on Fox. But I would just, I'd always rather, in the world of wrestling, which is silly to a fault, you find a way to be silly with it. Like I enjoyed when we got the flashing things on the screen and random people would just go there. Just reading off a list after a while, like, man, I still enjoy it. Because I always want to see well, who's going to go to Raw and who's going to go to SmackDown and what potential matchups does that does that reveal? But yeah, I would always err on the side of fun. Just my just my personal opinion. However, I'll run through them as quickly as I can. I'm going to try not to do the ones where they stayed on the same show because I think that's just absolutely ridiculous. I think you could, if you've only got so many times or you only do so many uh, so many picks, go with someone that is moving that needs a bit of a leg up, right? Like just. I'm trying to think of someone that wasn't was mentioned on a Raw talk or a or a talking smack, and I can't think of anybody now. I don't know, Repo Man, right? Just take Repo Man. Put him on Raw and SmackDown and make it out like hopefully we're going to do something big. I'll probably make some mistakes here, but I'll do my best. But Big E has been moved to Raw, which makes sense. He's the WWE champion. Charlotte got moved to SmackDown. Bianca went to uh, went to Raw. Drew McIntyre went to SmackDown. And uh, the New Day got to SmackDown as well. Edge went to Raw. Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. No, they're staying on Raw, so that's a mistake. Hit Row got called up. So here's one that we can talk about. Everyone's like, oh, they're not ready. They're not ready. Well, you know what a good way to get them ready is? Put them on television. Now, I know that can backfire because when you expose them to the big audience and you have a bad match or something, first impressions count for a lot. But I don't think they're going to be doing anything on the NXT anyway. And I don't want to see another group pass by the wayside, so I'm all good with it. Uh, and then Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio going to Raw and Jeff Hardy going to SmackDown and Austin Theory going to Raw. I quite like what we did with Austin Theory. Like, put him with Jeff Hardy and have him kick his ass. That's a good way to get him across to people who don't know who Austin Theory is. It's annoying that we have this three-week period now where it, 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 well, things only go into effect after Saudi Arabia, essentially, because WWE want, doesn't want to move their plans, and I presume they wanted to try and get decent ratings for uh, uh, for the draft. But those are the kind of situations he should be put in. And honestly, I don't want Jeff Hardy to lose, but Austin Theory really should win. I mean, why muck around with it, man? It's not going to help you at all. It really, really, really isn't. So I like Drew McIntyre on SmackDown as well. I imagine he's going to feud with Roman Reigns. Who the hell? Let's say Roman Reigns defeats Brock Lesnar at Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel, which I think he will do. He can then go on to the Drew McIntyre stuff, which is not going to make any sense because Drew McIntyre is going to lose to Big E at Saudi Arabia, I would presume. But who knows? I mean, Brock Lesnar's a free agent. Maybe there's some kind of crossover there. But Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for the rest of the year on SmackDown, I think is a pretty good program. I think you can probably get through. I don't think we do have another pay-per-view in October. So you may be even able to do it up to the Royal Rumble, like we did with Kevin Owens. So you do November pay-per-view, December pay-per-view, January pay-per-view, although potentially that means Drew McIntyre wouldn't be in the Rumble, although he shouldn't be winning it next year anyway. There's, There's better choices. But in terms of stacking the top of the card of SmackDown, good. I do worry about what we do after the fact, but maybe The Rock is coming back. I don't know. Same with Edge going to Raw. I think it just opens up a bunch of matches. I want to see Edge versus AJ Styles. I mean, obviously, we'd have to take him away from Omos, but I think we probably time to do that. Uh, but even like, uh, I mean, an Edge versus a Riddle. I don't think we've seen that, but we may have done. I mean, there's a bunch of good guys. Just seeing Edge work with anyone, to me. And I like the fact that Kevin Owens got brought over too, because we can still do that. So some interesting stuff there. And then we got to... Uh, we got to SmackDown. Becky Lynch was always going to go to Raw, and she did. Seth Rollins went to Raw, I guess. That makes sense, too, because she's married to Becky Lynch, and you don't want to separate them. That would be assholes. I like that, too. Again, I think that opens up. I want to do Seth Rollins versus Big E. I think Seth Rollins versus Big E would be a really, really good title program. Um, I would like to see Edge versus Big E as well, but I think that whole face versus face dynamic wouldn't be wouldn't be ideal. So I'm hoping that's why Seth got moved. Because WWE has already proven they're not going to build to actually crowning somebody as a number one contender. People just ask for things. It's like, fine. So that's good. 
Sheamus has gone to SmackDown. I also think that's good as well. He needs new opponents, and Sheamus is massively underrated. Shayna Baszler's gone to SmackDown. See above. I hope they actually push her too. I love Kevin Owens coming to Raw. I just don't know what's going on with Kevin Owens. The rumor is is that he's you know his deal's up in January and he's going to go to AEW. And that is a massive rumor. Nobody knows that. We, we, we just somebody dropped the information that his contract is up and we've all just decided oh now we know we don't know and we're probably never going to know until january 2022 or whenever the hell his deal is up but regardless of that it doesn't even matter it's almost like again it's almost pointless he needs more he should have been a multiple time world champion right now and you don't have to agree with that like you know you can be like no i don't agree i think that's a pile of crap that's fine if you think i'm talking crap but that's to, I would like to see him in that position to see, well, is he going to do really well or is he going to absolutely suck? And I don't know because we only had one, what was it five years ago, if not longer? And, you know, I, I, the way it ended with Goldberg is what I, I guess I'm getting, trying to get at leaves me at a loss in terms of whether it work or not. I don't think we have the evidence. So fingers crossed this is going to be that, but I don't personally think it is. Uh, Zaya Lee went to SmackDown, which I'm all good because they do need more female talents. Why the hell not? Street Profits went to Raw. Can you believe it? There was a rumor that they were going to break the Street Profits up. It is not the time to do that. I think Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, I don't like when people crap over him, can absolutely find their way in the singles uh, world. But we need tag teams right now. Look at the women's tag team division. This was a massive problem of the draft. They broke up every single team. Like, Knox and Shotzi have been broken up. Tamina, there's nobody. Mina and Natalia have been broken up. Uh, somebody else got broken up. I can't remember who it was. Well, I guess Liv Morgan and um, uh, Tony Storm are now on different shows. Yeah, Liv Morgan got drafted on Raw Talk or whatever. That's, no, put it on the, on, on the main one. So now we have Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash as the champions, and that's about it. Which, I'm sure they'll sort it out. They probably didn't realize. And But again, they'll put some teams together. But it just undermines the championships when, again, Nazi, Nazi, I don't call them Nazi. When Nazi were met, actually, no, all things considered, especially the Jewish man, let's not call them Nazi. Shotzi and Knox, you know, we knew they were meant to have a title shot and then they just never get it. It just, it, I'm not going to say it insults you as a viewer, but it certainly gets in that ballpark. You're just like, what do you, I wanted to know what was going to happen. And I just didn't get it. Imagine that was your favorite story. Well, flub you, you're not getting it, so... There is some work to do there. Viking Raiders went to SmackDown. Do not forget they're one of the best tag teams there is. And the tag team division needs more tag teams. So we'll see. Finn Balor on Raw. I mean, that ties in. To me, we move Seth Rollins and Finn Balor and Kevin Owens, which is interesting to Raw. And I suppose the equivalent going the other way would be Drew. But then I don't really know who else kind of fits that. I'm probably forgetting somebody. I'm just having a quick look now to see if maybe they think the New Day. I don't know. Thinking about it, maybe Jeff Hardy as well. Yeah, it does kind of seem like Raw got a got a more fair shake. But then again, I don't know. We, we can argue that to the cows come home. I mean, Ricochet went to SmackDown, and I like to think that we can use it as a reset to restart Ricochet. But I've said that now around about thirty-seven times, so it seems ridiculous. But to have Ricochet on your roster and not be doing anything with him, he doesn't need to talk, doesn't need to cut promos. That's not his thing. Just have him in matches, have him with matches, and just. You know, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's baffling. He, it, people like him. He would make people watch your television show. Uh, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo going to SmackDown. Hopefully help the tag team division. Uh, Carmella going to Raw. Don't know why we did that. Ridge Holland going to SmackDown, which is very interesting. This is another reason why they should have a strong tag team division. I talked about this on a Y video the other day. If you have a strong tag team division with titles that mean something, you can call up a Ridge Holland and somebody else and put them in a tag team and allow them to develop, develop on the main roster and still be in a scene that people care about because you've allowed them to care about it. 
And I always worry. I think it'll be fine with this crop of NXT guys because they're Vince chosen. But I always worry about people, well, I will do for the next six months about being called up because we've seen what happened time and time again. People just get lost. Uh, Gable Stevenson got drafted to Raw. Some people didn't like this. I thought it was fine because I think you should get his name out there as much as you can. So why the hell not? I mean, maybe you could have done it earlier in the show, but I don't really think people care about that. And then, yeah, a bunch of um, other people got drafted. And the ones who haven't are Brock Lesnar, who, again, apparently Paul Heyman has sorted this out for him. Wonderful story, too. I think everything with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman right now is some of the best stuff that WWE is doing. And I genuinely don't know whose side Paul Heyman is on. It's a Bash of the Beast 1996 situation. So, yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, Oscar is injured, so I understand. She's inactive at the moment, and hopefully there's a story you can tell with that. Same with Bailey. See, some people go, oh, I can't believe they've done it with Oscar, but they didn't do it with Bailey too, so that's good. Elias, completely different story. Elias, the whole I'm dead and I'm coming back, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was really interesting, and now we've just ruined it straight away. <laughs> Because all of a sudden, you've, you, they, they want us to forget about it. You need to capitalize on this stuff. Momentum is so important in wrestling. It's important in life, but it's so important in wrestling. So that one has really annoyed me. And I do put the blame on my own shoulders. Because I said, oh, they won't do it this time. And they flipping did. And then to not get drafted, it just means they don't know what they're doing with him. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Even Maria, I've got a funny feeling, is going to go to NXT. Which is why she wasn't drafted. I mean, you probably should have announced it because I think it would have given NXT a bit of a leg up and a bit more importance. But given their whole, you know, that toxic squad or whatever they're called, and this whole focus on, oh man, you know, sexy women, that's their words, not mine. I think even Marie may be going there. Lacey Evans obviously is on maternity leave, so we shouldn't have to do that. Lucha House Party is worrying because I think Grand Metalik asked for his release, so Lince Dorado must be worried now. And then Maurice, no, that's not a problem. She's not really been on TV. And obviously the Miz is off TV. Slapjack, which was weird. And Titus O'Neil, because of course Mason T-Bar were broken up. And that should really be the end of those names and the end of Retribution. But I mean, we're not going to really make a proper call about this until November. Because of course before then we have a WWE Crown Jewel, which I will get up now too. Because I think the card is more or less... Put together, I did have this up and I closed it down. So, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal Championship. We'll talk about this in a few weeks. I need to see what's going to go on. But yeah, very interesting. Brock's not going to lose. Roman's not going to lose. So who the hell knows? Bianca versus Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. I do like how SmackDown and Raw are focusing on this heavy because it is a top-tier match. But it kind of sucks that we're getting non-finishes and basically copied the same for both Monday and Friday nights. With this Becky Lynch character too, I like the Becky Lynch character. I don't think that's the problem here. I think she is really entertaining. I think she is really, really fun. It's just a Stone Cold Steve Austin in 2001 situation where people don't want to boo her because they love her. And now she's being funny on commentary as well. I mean, it really is Steve Austin, but it doesn't mean she's not entertaining. Someone had a go at me the other day as well. They were like, oh, how can you like it when it's just the same character as Seth Rollins, who's her husband? I mean, that shouldn't even be the first thing that comes into your brain. But there's probably a reason for it. They probably had a chat and been like, lol, wouldn't this be funny? And it's right, it is. Go and watch Seth Rollins' graphic when he got drafted. That's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. 10 out of 10. RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos. I mean, there's no way RK Bro should be losing that. I think they should hold the titles for ages, and then Riddle should go bad guy and take on Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Big E versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. That should be pretty good. I mean, if it won't take the belt off Big E because Drew McIntyre's going across to SmackDown, but it has to be something there again because you don't want Drew to just get beat. I mean, I'd be fine with it, but I know how WWE does their stuff. And, of course, Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. What a, what a thing on Raw that was. I mean, I still can't get my head around it. It's basically become the feud about death. Now, this also ties into what we've been doing on NXT. WWE has been told you need to be edgier. So apparently they think edgy is death threats. 
and murder promises. Because I think five times Goldberg said, Bobby Lashley, I am going to kill you. He said that he's going to apologize to his family when he leaves their dad breathless in the middle of the ring. <laughs> That's what he said. Oh, it's unreal. I know some people didn't like this. As I said on Ups and Downs, I thought it was so over the top, I couldn't help but enjoy it. It was so dumb. It was so stupid. It was so ridiculous. And now, really, I mean, if they have a flipping wrestling match at Crown Jewel, oh my gosh, Goldberg better come out with a gun. Like Arn Anderson. He better borrow, borrow a Glock from Arn Anderson and come out and point it in his face. Otherwise, what was all this nonsense? It's one thing saying it. you got to back it up. It's like Randy Orton versus Triple H from WrestleMania, whatever it was. There was a home invasion. And what's the first thing they did? They locked up. So like, why are you locking up? Kick him in the face. Punch him in the balls. Like, do something. Get a chair. It always has to tie into the story. The story is always the most important thing. But you know, I don't really like the Saudi Arabia shows for reasons you know. I know we don't need to talk about it. But the word on the street is the WWE is trying to make them feel more than a glorified house show. And if we are going to do them again, we'd rather we didn't. But if we are going to do them, that's the way I'd rather do them. So at least when we do watch it, we can take something away from it. But we'll find out. That could be all, say, all nonsense hearsay and rumor. On paper, I mean, an incredible card. I'm sure we'll have double the matches by the time we get there, but a really good card. Even Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley, I know we've seen it, but these are names, right? You know, these are two names that we're putting together, which we probably wouldn't do on a, oh, I don't know, in a, a backlash or, or No Mercy. I think we have No Mercy for years, but you, but you take my point. So I do think, I think wrestling overall for the last few weeks has been pretty good. I do. I haven't found, I mean, there's been bad moments, but I don't think any of the shows have been terrible, and we've certainly seen that. And it's nice. I hope that the AEW sort of increase in ratings is a little fire under WWE. And I hope that AEW continues to do what they're doing. And I hope the WWE continues to get better. Because as a man that is going to watch all of it, it just makes me very, very happy. And that's why I don't understand this tribalism that we have. Continue to absolutely give me the best possible wrestling overall. And I won't like all of it because it's not designed just for me. But it does mean that I'm more entertained than I would be otherwise. Some people actually want WWE to be bad. I think you're crazy. In other news as well, uh, WoW is coming back, which is kind of interesting. Women of Wrestling, which I believe was based off the Glow show that happened in the 1780s, whatever it was. Um, I, look, I, I think, given the state of the world at the moment, there is room for everybody, right? Niche wrestling, if we are going to call it that, will find an audience and it will find a platform, or at least that would be, that would be my guest. Uh, I think... I know that Tessa Blanchard has signed up with it, which I totally understand is a controversial move, given her recent statements. I mean, I've made my thoughts on that very clear before, so we don't need to get into it again. But I also, I kind of felt like that was balanced out by the fact that AJ Lee or AJ Mendes is involved. I think she's the creative producer or something like that. She's working behind the scenes, but she's also going to be on color commentary. Now, obviously, used to be known as AJ Lee in WWE, really good at the wrestling. You know, not, not just doing it, but clearly understands the business very well, which is why no matter what WWE threw at her, she just smashed it out the park. So that is an interesting project. I suppose for me, it's I don't know what the roster's going to be like. Because I think I'm right in saying this. Please get in touch with me if I'm, if I'm wrong. But back in the day, the reason WoW was so interesting is because most wrestling shows was male-dominated. So, I mean, you know, you go back to the uh, 90s. Obviously, you know, that's when I started watching wrestling. You know, I remember Alundra Blaze... And she would take on, was it Bertha Faye? She would sometimes take on, I can't remember. But other than that, like Alundra Blaze, and then when she became Medusa, or vice versa, whichever way it was, that was, that was really, really was it. Like, it was very, very male-dominated. So when all of a sudden you had a product that was like, oh man, you can watch women wrestling here, it was far, 
It wasn't far more interesting. It was just interesting in general. Whereas now, obviously, SmackDown, Raw, Dynamite, NXT, whatever the hell you want to pull out your ass is going to have women's wrestling on it. But it doesn't mean it can't work. Like, good wrestling is good wrestling. Doesn't matter if it's men, doesn't matter if it's women. And really, there still does need to be more opportunities for women. I mean, that just ties into life in general. And once more, we don't need to get into that. It's not that kind of a podcast, but it is true. It's the same when it comes to minorities and... Well, anybody that would fall into that remit and the more we can do to normalize it, the better. So that'd be quite interesting. I'm kind of intrigued to see where it goes. I was more interested, I admit, when I saw that AJ Lee was joining it because I just think she's, she just gets wrestling. Like when she was general manager and everything with Daniel Bryan, it's fantastic. Like really, 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 really good stuff. And other than that, I don't think I've missed anything. Usually I didn't get time to write to sort of scroll because it's been a couple of weeks. I wanted to scroll through and get a bunch of news and I kind of did it quickly, but I was like... Most of it is about... I know Ken uh, Ken Doan has signed up to uh, be a performance center coach, which is good. Always seemed like a good guy. Kind of got screwed as well. I mean, he was put in the spirit squad, which was always going to be an uphill battle. AEW signed Bobby Fish. We talked about that, didn't we? We talked about that already. See, there's a small chance I may have to take in a break from my throat. And there's a small chance maybe I can't remember what we talked about because I'm an absolute moron. Um, I don't think there's anything else anyway. I kind of think that's it. Oh, Chris Jericho did mention he wants to a loss spray in AEW. Will probably happen eventually. I think he said those words too. And I totally agree with him. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? And I suppose the other ones we just talk about are shows coming over here to the UK. It seems very likely that in 2022, we're going to get AEW and we're going to get WWE, which is cool. I want to make that very, very clear. The question seems to be whether the WWE show will be SummerSlam. I have a feeling it's not going to be. I think they will run a Cardiff or a Manchester or a London, but I think it will be a UK-specific pay-per-view like we're doing in Saudi Arabia or like we used to do with Australia. I don't think they're going to do SummerSlam just because it's 30 years. I think, especially with Peacock, they're far too married up to the US audience, which I can understand because if you put it on over here, it's going to be like 2 p.m. or something, depending on which side of uh, America you're on. But either way, you know, we used to get rebellion and capital carnage and insurrection. And some of them were garbage, don't get me wrong, but it was still cool. And now that we do have the network, meaning it will be streamed everywhere, you could still make it a big deal. Again, much like WWE wants to turn the tide with the Saudi Arabia shows, don't pitch this one as just uh, who gives a flubble sticks about it. Make it mean something. Do a title change. Do something. And then it's not like they don't do them on television, so why the hell couldn't you? So that would be cool. And it does look like AEW will be running Caven Cottage as well, which for my American friends is where Fulham Football Club play. Obviously, the Khans are invested in that. Well, they're the owners. I think that would be awesome because the one, well, not the one, but there's many cool things that AEW are doing, one of which is picking these things you wouldn't necessarily associate with wrestling. And I tell you this, I've been to Craven Cottage to see Fulham play. I would not have associated that with wrestling, but it's a really great old school football ground. I think it will have a unique feel and a unique atmosphere. And you could probably get 20, 25,000 people in there. So it's a big show, right? So I think that's really, really exciting for next year. And I hope they all do come over here. And I hope we can just have a bunch of fun with it. And before then, too, we're getting King of the Ring. I think King of the Ring starts next week and Queen of the Ring. (sighs) If it's not Xavier Woods and Liv Morgan, I don't know what we're doing. I worry that it won't be Liv Morgan because I don't think WWE is ever going to get behind her properly. I hope that I'm wrong. But we need to use this to make new stars and not do what we did with Baron Corbin. Like Baron Corbin smashed it, but that gimmick ran out of steam. And I think he knew that too. Happy Corbin is brilliant, by the way. And Madcap Moss. I mean, so dumb, but so good. And I know that make, I know that Xavier Woods winning isn't making him a star, but he deserves it, right? He was always wanted to do it. The New Day, I'll tell you why it's different. Because the New Day have been such a good trifecta for so long. And obviously Biggie won the WWE title. Kofi won it as well. And Xavier's always said that his version of the title will be the King of the Ring. So let's just do something nice and do something that fans will want to see. 
Once more, I think AEW has proven that when you can do that, you will elicit a good response. So I hope we do. And I really do think, I mean, the only problem with giving it to Liv Morgan is you, you don't do the queen gimmick with her. I mean, ironically, it'd be better with someone like Carmella, but do not, she doesn't need it. She doesn't need it. She's been a champion, money in the bank, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to think there's anybody else that stands out. Sonya Deville coming back and winning it wouldn't be too bad. Because I, I don't think we've really, I'm, I'm going to be incorrect here. Well, no, we've never done a queen of the ring. So what I would do is I'd have the man win it, but I wouldn't do the king gimmick. I know that, you know, WWE loves it. Did it with Booker T, Wade Barrett, Baron Corbin. But with the girl or the woman, you absolutely can do it because we haven't seen it. And really, someone like a Sonya Deville, I think, could pull it off. A Carmella definitely could pull it off. Uh, Lacey Evans would be brilliant, but she's not coming back anytime soon. Obviously, Charlotte, but don't do that. She doesn't need it. So I am intrigued about it. And I do like the king of the ring. I like tournaments. And the reason we don't get tournaments is apparently rumor, who knows, is that uh, Vince McMahon hates them. <laughs> Same with the tag team division. But, you know, what are you going to do? I would uh, I would like to see it. And I think that's everything. If I have forgot, Simon, just get in touch and say, Simon, you're an absolute moron, which I am. You don't need to uh, you don't need to update me on that. But I'm just scanning through quickly to make sure I haven't. And if I have, I do apologize. I need to get on this stuff better. But I didn't want to be any more delayed. And I just wanted I just wanted to get it done. So I guess we should answer some questions. Thank you very much for sending them through to me. Again, if you would like to send me a question, you can. Follow me on Twitter at Simon316 and you will see the thread go out at some point. And then I will just pick a bunch of them. And hopefully this can also lead us into other topics of conversation that I haven't thought about. For example, David Francisco says, tell everybody about your match on Saturday and how lovely I am. It's a very good idea, David. So, yes, last Saturday I fought for UKPW, first time fighting for them, wonderful crew. I knew it was going to be. Sometimes you get a good feeling about companies, and I knew that was going to be good. The owner is just the nicest man ever. Shout out to Alex. And I got to fight David Francesco. Now, if you don't know, he is... Well, he's a good... I don't want to break Kofi, but you already know the deal. Really, really good dude. Has been instrumental on my own wrestling journey because he was one of my trainers. I always say, if you are going to train to be a wrestler, make sure you have multiple trainers because you can take something away from all of them. And again, he was absolutely was one of them. Always went out of his way to help me. I massively appreciated it. And finally, we met in a ring on Saturday. And it was one of those, I don't want to sound too cheesy here, but it's true. It was one of those moments where I was just like, man, this is cool. Like, this, is, this is really, really cool. This feels like I had a match in Manchester years ago before the pandemic and I used to go to university there and I had it in one of the halls I used to go to gigs at and you just get this thing like, oh man, we've come full circle. And I kind of felt the same with this too. If everyone go check out um, David Francisco's stuff because he's on Twitter, Instagram, he's got a YouTube vlog and everything like that and it's really, really entertaining. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at dfrancisco underscore ones. That's just D-F-R-A-N. C-I-S-C-O underscore one because I can't pronounce anything to save my life because I rant and rave and words just come out of my mouth. But yes, it was awesome. It was good. Thank you to UKPW and I will be back. Jay says, hey, Simon, hope these questions get an up first. After seeing the set rosters following the draft, who do you think is in the best position to make an impact that has switched brands? Secondly, who would you book to win the Royal Rumble? Love your work and keep grinding. Fourth, that's a difficult question. I think Seth Rollins will be moved back into the main event picture, so that will be awesome, and I think that will be really, really good. If we do have plans for Kevin Owens, we have hit reset with him now, so we can certainly do that with him too, but we've kind of already gone on with it. Um, but Seth Rollins, to me, is the guy, which probably isn't the best one, really, because he's already a made man, but I think he'll get back to where he was, so I'm going to go with Seth, and in terms of winning the Rumble, oh, I don't know. I mean, The Rock could come back and win it. Like, it, really, it really could happen. I don't foresee it happening. I, and I would have given it to Big E, but we don't need to do that anymore because we did what we had to do, which was awesome. So I would probably say Bron Breaker. That's probably too soon. 
I don't know. It's a good question. It's really hard. I think we need to see where we are in November, December. I really, really can't call it. It's tough. Uh, Merck says, hey, Simon, man, finally saw one of your matches. I think it was NFW. It was great. You look jacked. It was incredible. Much props. That's very kind, dude. Thank you very much. So what did you think of the draft? Also, what kind of match do you think Montez Ford and Dante Martin would put on? Well, I think that would be ridiculous. I mean, they would never be in the ring. They'd just be flying around. I would like to see who could jump higher, Montez Ford or Dante Martin. <laughs> I, would, I would love to see it. Kidney says, hey, Simon, thoughts on the current seed and the dark side of the ring. Which episode have you enjoyed the most? Love from Hamburg. Love right back to you, my friend. Or kidney. Uh, yes, I haven't seen all of it. I've seen Plane Ride from Hell and I've seen Canyon. And I feel like I've seen another one, but I'm not sure. In fact, no, the other one was FMW, which I haven't seen. I think it's a really, really good show. I I think it takes professional wrestling, obviously, in its worst light. But it portrays it in a way that is very, very accessible and very, very watchable. Uh, the Plane Ride from Hell one was shocking for reasons we know. Same with Canyon, really. Like, really, really horrible. And, you know, I thought it was really balanced in that they showed that he absolutely got a hard ride from other people, but also gave himself a hard time too, probably because of relation to the first. But no, I really like Dark Side of the Ring. I think I pretty much watched all of them now, aside from the ones I'm behind on this season. And I would implore everybody to watch it. Really, really, really good stuff. Uh, Ryan says, Dear Simon, if you were given a choice between mid-card in WWE or tag team in AEW, what would you choose? I always give the same answer to this. If I'm ever in a position where WWE or AEW rings me up, I have done very well for myself. And the answer would just be yes. Backwood says, good morning from the USA, Simon. I have two questions. Do you have a favorite wrestling match you wrestled? Have you done created a wrestling gimmick match called Simon Says? I have no further details about this, but it could be fun. No, but we did do an ups and downs match once, and I still don't know what the rules were. It was just one of those things thrown together, and it didn't necessarily go to plan. In terms of a favorite wrestling match that I have actually had, I mean, there will be a few, but I don't like naming them because I'll miss one. But there are a few select opponents, and they know who they are who I feel like I have a certain chemistry with and look forward to working uh, working for again. But ultimately, most of my matches at the moment are still a work in progress, learning, getting experiences, and moving forward. Um, my man Brian says, who is your favorite tag team partner and why is it me? That's right, Brian Adenson. Me and Brian are the Bald Brotherhood, or whatever they were, Bald Buddies, up in TNT Wrestling in Liverpool. Go give him a follow as well. He's a good guy. He may have let us down a little bit in our last match, but hey-ho, that's just wrestling. We'll get back on track. Uh, Luke says, how can I watch all of your matches? Just search it on YouTube, Simon Miller Wrestling. You'll find a bunch of them. Some are okay. Some are absolutely terrible, but they're out there now, so it's good. Dickie Darks, I said, hey, Simon, where are my keys? They're in your pocket. Ashley says, what do you think about AEW booking Malachi Cody, similar to that of Dreamer Raven from back in the 90s, whereby Cody never picks up a win against Black, who continually pops in and out of Cody's life? I think that would be excellent. I loved that story when they did it back then. I'd absolutely be happy for them to do it again. Yes, is my answer to that could be really good keep them apart bring them back together and it can go on forever batman and the joker shazam is it just the pandemic that is stopping omega versus akada and the like or are there political issues with who wins stopping it as well no i don't think so i think new japan and AEW are absolutely on the same page now or so it seems so i think it's just the pandemic like getting into japan and out of japan is really hard i have a friend out there right now that can't even see his family because because he can't leave so when it comes to professional wrestling it's even harder so hopefully when we are done we can get back to business Steven says, have you watched Rose to the Top? I'm fascinated by the backstage AEW stuff. I think AEW would benefit from a reality show style like Breaking Ground, where you follow the young talent and get to know them. That's how I fell in love with NXT wrestlers. Would you watch? Yeah, I'd always watch stuff like that. But I also think you need to pace yourself. I haven't seen Rose to the Top yet because I don't think there's a way to watch it in the UK. I may be completely wrong, um, but I absolutely will watch it. Again, I think having those kind of shows is important. And I also think that... Um, 
I just love backstage stuff, and I always will. I'm a nerd fan, right? Just awesome. Ashwini says, what are your thoughts on NXT booking younger talent and how, how, and how are they booking them from your point of view? Well, I'm not watching NXT at the moment, not in a bad way, but just because something had to give, I had no more time in my life. And because I didn't have to up or down NXT, I still make sure I you know, figure out what's going on. And Bron Breaker, I think, is awesome. But yeah, I can't really comment on it. Um, I don't really mind all the changes because I think long term it's going to help people when they get called up to Raw and SmackDown because they will be Vince McMahon approved. I think it's difficult to put younger talent on TV and expose them in that way because everybody has to learn. And I can't stand it when people go, that guy looked green, that guy looked rubbish. Yes, they are. It's like when someone does karaoke, that was crap. What were you expecting? Tina Turner? Like, and I understand that you're allowed to criticize them, but sometimes it can create a bad impression before they should even be making an impression. But we'll have to wait and see. It's only been a few weeks. And then Robert says, how do you feel about NXT 2.0? Does it seem like it's changed for the better or the worse? I'm not going to say for the worse. To me, it's kind of just the same, but with a different, a different spin. Juan says, hey, Simon, if WWE were to cross over with AEW, what match would you want to see? For me, it would be the Lucha Brothers versus the Ustos, the Young Bucks versus the New Day, and Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega. Well, I mean, all of them, of course. But just to come up with some more fun ones, I would like to see Roman Reigns versus a Hangman Adam Page. I think that would be awesome. I would love to see the Young Bucks uh, versus the Street Profits. I think that would rock too. And I'd even take Charlotte Flair versus Britt Baker, or Becky Lynch versus Britt Baker, or Bailey versus Britt Baker, anybody versus Britt Baker. The Villain, hey Simon, always good to hear your podcast. Thank you, Villain. Don't do anything villainous today. Since Miro is no longer the TNT champion, how would you prefer him to be booked? Honestly, I believe they took the title from him too early as he had no proper feud as the champion. Well, that's the idea with the TNT title, I think, my friend. It's a TV championship and you don't really get involved in feuds. You just have matches like you would do in sports. And we've done that with uh, Sammy. We started off, we did it with Darby Allen. We did it with Cody and Brody Lee. So, no, I'm all good with it. I think as long as he comes back in a couple of weeks and smashes some fool and we get back to the death man Miro, everything's going to be good. Still my favorite guy in wrestling. So awesome. D says, do you think we'll see a former WWE wrestler in AEW leave and go back to WWE? If so, who do you think would be the first? I mean, it could be Brian Danielson. I can absolutely see a world where in three years he thinks, you know what, I want to go back over there. And why the hell not? I don't have any problem with anybody jumping ship. It's their careers. Do what's best for you. There's no good or bad. There's no wrong or right. Just try and figure it out and go from there. Sometimes, again, I think the tribalism gets too much. Not saying you're doing that, D. I understand you're just trying to figure it out. But I think some people get uh, be in their bonnet about that and there's no need. Demon Ninja says, what was the worst advice any former WWE, TNA or WCW wrestler gave you? I don't think I've ever had, had any bad advice. I mean, I've only had advice from a few people. I would tell you this. I would tell you the best advice I got about wrestling. I won't tell you what it was, but I was very privileged to get wrestling advice from John Morrison, Matt Hardy, and Brett the Hitman Hart, and I will forever hold that in my veins. Big Elbow says, do you still make music with MG and the Juggernaut? So you live at the Ministry of Slam party in Brighton years back. It was a great night. Oh my gosh, that was WrestleMania when Triple H took on... Uh, the Undertaker in one of his two Mania matches. I think the Hell in a Cell one. Uh, no, at the moment, me and my band, but please do check them out, MG and the Juggernaut, everywhere where you'd find your music, are not making music, but only because of the pandemic and a lot of things happen, which I won't share here because they're personal in my in my bandmates' lives. But uh, I love those guys. I always love those guys. And at some point, we will get back to making it because I know how much we all enjoy playing together. And I just want to see them, if nothing else. So yes, in the future, there will be brand new tracks. Absolutely. Uh, Harine says, hey, Simon, I finally be able to catch you. Been really busy with work and school. As usual, here's to profess my love for Kenny Omega. Do you think Hangman and Omega will eventually come back together and be friends? <laughs> have a great rest of the day. Harine, you have the best questions. I do, yeah. And I think they'll have a tag team run. And I think they'll win the championships. And I think it'll be one of those beautiful things we've ever seen in our life. 
because it would just be like, man, sometimes friends fall out, but they always get back together. I look forward to that, actually. I think it will be great. Uh, the Exa Chris has the most unique question maybe ever. Which historical figures would you like to see wrestle? E.g. Cleopatra versus Queen Victoria. <laughs> well, that would be one. We can do Winston Churchill versus Gandhi, because why, why the hell not? We can do Malcolm X versus... Oh, man, this is getting hard now. Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, I'm just going to leave it. Because I'll say something I don't mean by accident. Brilliant question. Uh, Eckberg says, who's your favorite women's wrestler right now? Uh, Britt Baker or Becky Lynch? David, is a nightmare or dream scenario to have Jim Cornette manage FTR and AEW? Again, it all depends how it works out. I don't agree with some of the things that Jim Cornette says. I don't agree with the way he goes about them. But I understand his worth to the wrestling business and he gets it. So if everybody can work together, do it. Pull the trigger. Steven says, you mentioned how much you like Rampage being one hour. Would you like to see them go to two hours? AEW has so much talent and it feels like a lot of them lose out on TV. I would imagine some wrestlers may get upset. They would have to change the time slot because 10 p.m. EST ain't it. No, I like the 60 minutes of Rampage. I don't need an extra hour of wrestling in my life. I'm not saying it wouldn't benefit the wrestlers, but I know if I was just a fan at this point and didn't have the you know, lucky job of getting to review it, I probably wouldn't watch two hours on a Friday ever. And there'd be times where I'd probably never see that extra 60 minutes because I just wouldn't be able to fit it in. So I don't really want to get to the point where we're there. Also, if it does go to two hours constantly, from a work point of view, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. Because that is not sustainable for Simon Miller going forward with SmackDown as well. I've done it. It's tough. Saint says, wrestling has gone through changes from the territories to cartoons to attitude to whatever we have now. What do you expect wrestling to be like in its next boom? Well, I think it's booming right now. I think it's just booming in a different way to before because of how TV streaming and the rest of the world works. Like, if you compare TV ratings in America to everything else, wrestling is smashing it. Like, it's always the top apart from live sports, which will always be be close to the close to the brink. So I think this is a boom period. And I think this is how it's manifesting itself. I really do. Could it get up again? Of course. But it will... I suppose the difference is a lot of people are digesting it in bite-sized chunks because of social media, but it's about awareness, and I feel like awareness is up. Evie says, are there resting shows that you watch strictly for enjoyment anymore? For example, New Japan. No, I don't really time. <laughs> Which sounds terrible, but I don't. But don't forget, like, I wrestle as well. So a lot of what, if I do have spare moments, what I like to do is watch old wrestling matches to try and get ideas for my own character and my own, and my own stuff. But even that's tough to fit in. Not that I'm complaining. Loki, hey Simon, I think the draft has affected the SmackDown main event scene. Raw has 12 main event stars, whereas SmackDown has five, whereas the other divisions of both brands are equally distributed. Thoughts on this? Well, Raw is an hour longer. Uh, I think somebody eventually is going to go to SmackDown or need to go to SmackDown, but I think they will have that in their back pocket. Also, Roman Reigns is their biggest star, so you could argue that he counts for two. Mr. Tom says, what are your thoughts on Liv Morgan, Kevin Owens tweets in lieu of the Steam to AEW rumors, plus Ruby debuting recently? I didn't see those tweets. I don't know. I, I don't know what that refers to. Uh, can I see Kevin Owens going to AEW? Yes. Can I see Liv Morgan going in the future? Probably. She must be quite frustrated. Sometimes she just vanishes from television. Superkick Party says, should the WWE establish a new rule to stray away from so many rematches? Something like if you lose a championship match, then you can't challenge for 60 days. Well, Shane McMahon said that was going to happen and it didn't. So even if they did come out with this rule, would we believe it? No, but they should do less rematches. Yes. Ted says, who do you see eventually taking the tag belts from the Lucha Brothers? That's a great question. I mean, I would give it to Santana and Ortiz, but that's going to be hard because it's a face-in-face -face team. You probably want to give it to a heel team. Maybe there's some, maybe you can get to the Butcher and the Blade for a while, then Santana and Ortiz can win it off them. Even if the Butcher and the Blade only hold it for a while, they're a good team. People like them. And I actually think it would benefit them, even though it wasn't super long. That's what I would do. 
Cliff Clark says, top four guys never to win a WWE world title. Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. Rusev, I mean it. Matt Hardy, I mean it. And uh, one more. Repo Man. Thanks, Brain. Appreciate it. Mark says, who have you got for Fury versus Wilder this weekend? And do you think we'll see more boxers, MMA fighters cross over into wrestling? Absolutely yes to that last part, because for them, it's an easy payday. Well, they think it's an easy payday anyway. I mean, I can't see Wilder winning. I think Wilder's made so many excuses that he hasn't actually focused on what, you know, caused him to lose in the first place. So, yes, I think Tyson Fury wins. But I wouldn't mind Wilder winning. I want to point this out. I like a surprise in boxing, and I think it would make the heavyweight scene bonkers but interesting. But, yeah, if you put a gun to my head, I'll go Tyson Fury. Jessica says, hey, Simon, is Bret Hart the greatest wrestler of all time? If so, why so? If not, who? Thank you. He is the greatest wrestler of all time. And the best thing with Bret Hart over the last few years is he's getting better with age. People are finally starting to realize how flipping good he was. Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. I love him. Manish says, in the event of an AEW New Japan Impact, Ring of Honor, Triple H, NWA Super Show, what are your top three matches? Well, Kenny Omega versus Okada, or Ibushi, but we'll go Kenny Omega versus Okada. Uh... Oh, that gets hard after that. I mean, I I love Jay White. So a Jay White versus a Cody or a Jay White versus a Hangman Adam Page or a Jay White versus, you know, somebody high up on the, even a, a Brian Danielson or an Adam Cole would be there too. And then just for giggles to try and, well, not giggles, I'd love to see it, but to sort of broaden the horizons. Sammy, Hori- Sammy Horizon. <laughs> Sammy Callahan versus John Moxley in some kind of hardcore match. I mean, I think they would trump everything else. Those guys are nuts. Uh, where am I going next? Danny says, hey, Simon, do you know what happened to the second season of Ruthless Aggression? Yeah, I cancelled it. I work for... <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. I have no idea. No. Hopefully it will come out eventually. Kenneth says, what are your thoughts on Sammy's TNT title win when Kingston's journey to New York victory was a story you mentioned looking forward to it? Yeah, but things changed with the Suzuki thing and we still had that awesome match. So it was good. I think Sammy Guevara needed it. Sergio, should AEW introduce a trios title and secondary women's title this year? Well, you smashed the second part, Sergio. It's there. 100% approve. And then maybe early next year, yeah, introduce the trios. But no need to rush. No need to rush. Steven says, do you know your own wrestling win and loss record? I mean, yeah, probably won one, lost 409. <laughs> I rarely win, but it's fine. I don't care. I love it. Hunter of Chaos says, who are the five greatest bald wrestlers of all time? Hunter, great question. Uh, well, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, Goldberg, in terms of my own personal enjoyment of wrestlers growing up, he'd have to be in there. And now I'm going to have to Google it. Bald wrestlers. <laughs> Um, Bobby Lashley's a good shout. Vader would be a good shout. Some Randy Orton in here. He shaves his head. That doesn't count. That doesn't count at all. I mean, The Rock is bald. So The Rock, but when he was wrestling, he wasn't bald. He did come back bald. Kurt Angle. I mean, there's about seven there. All of them, though. And Kane shaved his head for a while. Lots to choose from. Good old bald people. His Excellency, thoughts on Shotzi and Knox splitting up? I think it's absolutely ridiculous. John Richards has a bunch. Why is Miss legal? It shouldn't be. Why is Bianca's hair legal? Well, hair's fine. I mean, hair is fine. Like, you can't argue hair. Why are using mask and metal plates in forearms legal? Love your work. Last one, I have to ask Lex Luger. It shouldn't be legal. DigiX says, favorite thing to do other than going to gym or watching wrestling, watching anything to do with Batman, and sometimes pretending to be in Batman. Cal says, do you think that AEW will make WWE wise the F up? I mean, they have literally gone mad trying to keep up with AEW. Uh, I think they already have. I think there's been a distinct change over the last few weeks, and long may it continue. 
Uh, Mark in the middle says, do you consider yourself in the race to take over Dave Meltzer's throne? No, me and Uncle Dave do completely different things. And I'm not saying you did this, Mark, but a lot of people do seem to compare the two. He is a journalist. I'm an idiot on the internet that just gives his opinion. <laughs> I don't have any sources. I'm just a moron. Double A says, who's better than Rock or Stone Cold and why? Well, for me, Stone Cold, because I was more of a fan from him growing up, and I think he did more for the wrestling industry. But on a worldwide basis, you can't argue with The Rock. Absolutely changed the game. Nishan says, have you ever felt that both world titles in WWE should be unified to present one dominant champion? Absolutely. Every single damn day. Two champions is stupid. For example, when you tell someone this, they're like, why is there two world champions? And you have to go, don't worry about it. Lancelot says, how do you... Sorry, Lancelot. Lancelot. (laughs) Just read what's on the card, Simon. How do you stay positive in the right mindset to do ups and downs for weekly TV? Some of this shit is downright rank, and it's got to be hard sometimes to find something, anything to be positive about, and you seem like such an upbeat dude. Well, it's wrestling. And ultimately, there's only so mad you can get about wrestling. You know what? I have real problems in my life. So even every now and then when it can be hard, I think the hardest thing is sometimes trying to be on when you're super tired or you have other things going on. But I'm very blessed to do what I do so I can always find the positivity somewhere in my body. Uh, Aaron Malung says, are we heading to a Cody Rhodes heel turn? Well, I don't think we need to. I think Cody should just keep doing what he's doing. And if people want to cheer him, great. If people want to boo him, great. I think it should be a John Cena situation. It's far more interesting. To me, Cody is one of the most interesting characters in all of wrestling, and I love it. I Am Lockhart has three questions. How would you fix the women's division from the complete disaster that it is? Oh, I don't think it's a disaster at all. I think you're referring to WWE. I think Charlotte's great. I think Becky's great. I think Bianca's great. Sasha Banks is great. Liv Morgan could be great. Carmella is certainly... um, she's, She's good. She's really, really good. But she's like a different kind of great. No, I mean, the stories could be better. But no, I, I really like WWE's women's division. I think it's fantastic. Uh, will the WWE regret having Roman Reigns continue to win without being pinned? No, because if they do it right, when someone does pin him, it will be massive. And will the WWE regret keeping Goldberg wrestling when he's clearly not good at it anymore? I don't comment on things like that. If somebody was going to pay me a million dollars to do something that I used to be good at and maybe I'm not so good at anymore, I'm not saying no. So I'm not going to criticize somebody else for saying yes. Rapanchu says, if you're given the power historically, what's the one booking decision you would want to change? Personally, I would put the title on Booker T at Mania 19 against Triple H. And I totally agree with you. We should have done that. It is a travesty, especially with that storyline, which was ridiculous. Drew says, what car would Repo Man drive out of all the cars he has repossessed? A Lamborghini Diablo. Don't know why. CM Pink. Hey, Simon, when washing your head, do you use shampoo or soap? Why don't you soap? That'd be horrible. I use shampoo. Usually head and shoulders. Daniel says, hey, Simon, Daniel Garcia is new to me. I've never seen him before he started showing up on AEW Dark. What are your thoughts on him? He seems good, but I'm having a hard time seeing him as a legit threat. I think he's great. He's in the mold of a Brian Danielson, of a a Zack Sabre Jr. He just needs reps, which he's getting. So give him time. It's early days. He'll be fantastic. And the last one comes from Brody. He says, hey, Simon, just wondering on your thoughts about The Miz. Personally, I think he's underrated and had a great underdog story. I think he's had one of the best WWE careers ever. I do think he's underrated. I think people would kill to have the kind of run that he has had. And I really like him. I think he's very inspirational and very motivational. Like you say, uh, a great example of sticking to your guns. Guns? Sticking to your guns. And just believing that you can achieve in something even in the face of you know craziness going down and some 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 pretty bad stuff is he the best wrestler in the world no is he the best whatever in the world no but he's he's great at what he does and he's turned it into a fantastic career so yeah absolutely absolutely i really really like the guy and 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 i I think i always will i mean you have to do something terrible and i don't think that's going to happen and on that note, we will wrap it up. I do want to mention the Seth Rollins home invasion, which was the best and funniest thing I've seen in ages because a dude did just break into somebody's house, 
drink some orange juice and then sit down and then apparently left <laughs> it really made me laugh but i love this seth rollins character and edge is just the man uh thank you for joining me as always i do appreciate it if you would like to support the podcast you can in a number of ways patreon.com forward to simon 316 if that dies the podcast dies can't do it without you so thank you so much give me a follow on instagram and twitter it helps my ego which always helps me make make content give me a subscribe on youtube just search for simon miller uh, again, all the Gorilla Mind stuff I think I've mentioned on videos. I'm now associated with Derek. More plates, more dates. If you're looking for supplements, find a uh, link on one of my YouTube videos and use the code SIMON10. Or just go to GorillaMind.com, GorillaMode.com, whatever it is. And use the code SIMON10 to get 10% off. And I think that's everything. I'm on Cameo too, if you'd like a shout out. And hopefully I'm, I'm priced fairly so that we can do that. But otherwise, make sure you enjoy your week in wrestling. Thank you very much for joining me as always. It's an absolute pleasure and a privilege. I get that uh, I went away. I'll always endeavor not to go away. But you take care of yourself. And I'll talk to you all again very soon.